Everybody, welcome back to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. I have an amazing guest, a special guest. You've probably heard of her. You've seen her around. It is our new head coach, Laura Gould. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> now, I should have asked this before I jumped on. Is it Gould? Is it Gold? Goeldy? <laughs> but it's definitely not Mutt Gold. Nah, it's Gould. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad I got that right on air anyway um <laughs> so anyway as everybody would have seen laura is our newest uh head coach at the fitness genie um we actually did a podcast way back i honestly can't remember what it was it was i remember that it was about exposure therapy and mm. I think it may have been gym anxiety or just getting started yes it was about procrastination as well that's what it was yes yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was me going into the online space at the time as well and me setting myself up there. Um, but yeah, that, I can't even remember how long ago that was now. Yeah, like six I, months or something? I think so. I have no concept of time. Like the other day for me is three days up to four years. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I'm with you on that. Like the whole lockdown period, like from 2019 to 20, end of 2021, I, I have no idea. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> just a blur <laughs> yeah it's still 2020 for me so <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah we did a podcast episode on procrastination and that went for about an hour and we honestly could have kept talking for the entire rest of the day but for the audience sake we cut it down and we stopped ourselves uh but with that it led to us connecting through instagram and everything and talking and then we also had a mutual client as well who connected us and that's why we know each other uh but watching your content watching you as a coach and everything like that it was just I wonder if Laura would be interested in this position and then as soon as you brought it up to be like hey what's this position about and I was like yes <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah well it's thanks to our client to be honest um because she's the one who told me she was just like you should really think about it and then I started thinking about it and I was like "Ooh, <laughs> this could work quite well because our views on training nutrition lifestyle they're all they're very aligned especially the mindset side of things and um yeah so it ended up being a pretty decent match yeah it's, it's worked out amazing and I'm sure it's going to work out even better than both of us can sort of foresee this going. Um, so with all of the everything about how amazing you are, I'm going to let you speak for yourself. Um, we're going to run, wow, we're going to run, there we go, through these <laughs> questions. Um, I only have four, but then of course it's us. We're going to go on tangents. Um, so get us started, Laura, with when did you start in the industry? Okay, so oh, so I calculated that I've been coaching people for close to a decade now, which is quite terrifying because it doesn't feel like that long ago when I actually got my qualification. Um, but I got into it because I started training when I was uh what like 21 22 years old I started weight training and um have quite an athletic build and I someone approached me in the gym and was like oh you should look at doing some bodybuilding competitions so <clears throat> I took up the offer um well it wasn't an offer but I took up the idea and I decided to do it and then from that people started coming to me asking for advice on nutrition and 
training and stuff. Um, and then I thought to myself, I wasn't really enjoying my job at the time. And so I thought, oh, well, this could be a career I could pursue and I could be helping people um, in an area that I love to talk about anyway. So that's pretty much how I got set up with personal training. Then um, I was doing just online stuff actually initially, just helping on the side of my other job, which was marketing. So helping people with their nutrition, with writing programs and stuff for them. Um, and then I decided to set myself up in an actual gym and scrap the other job and just do solely personal training face to face. Um, and then the love for it just grew after that. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so with that, I feel like you touched on it a little bit there, but if you wouldn't mind expanding as to why you got in the industry I know you mentioned that you want to help people but was there anything deeper than that or oh it's a difficult question because if there's just <sighs> the answer has evolved over time um <laughs> <laughs> so my why quote unquote was probably very different when I first started like I just loved training and um just the seeing my body change in terms of like bodybuilding having to get on stage and like seeing my aesthetics change to something just from manipulating certain things in my diet and in my training and I thought that was just awesome and fascinating and I'm I'm a very curious being so I just loved helping other people with that but over time um I've had many issues with my mental health, with uh, autoimmune issues and things like this, stuff that has been uh, maybe emphasized through certain training practices and um, diet practices. And then the my why for personal training has just evolved into a more holistic reason to help people. I'm just so, I want people to appreciate that movement and healthy eating is something that is just a part of life. Like it's something that kind of needs to be done. It's not um, something that necessarily has to be for weight loss, has to be to look good, has to be for muscle building or whatever. It's just a part of being a human. And I think people have lost that over time, the actual real reason to do these things and they see it more as a chore so I have just a massive passion to get people explore just being more um curious and explorative in these parts of their lives and so they can continue it on for the rest of their life yeah awesome we love that. I, ra <laughs> I rambled a bit then but hopefully that makes sense <laughs> just, words just keep coming out of my Good. That's what we want. <laughs> People listening to the podcast, they're like, oh my God, it's so good to hear anyone but Trav ramble on forever. <laughs> so that's good. The more information, the better. That's what we awesome. want. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so with all of that, we obviously know that you can program and achieve a particular aesthetic from obviously the background that you said you had with bodybuilding as well. Um, but then the big thing that I got from there and then also just from knowing you as well um that it's not the aesthetics that you're mainly after it's more 
the mental health the mindset and things behind the aesthetics Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I mean I come from a background like I said I'm very curious and I've always been interested in mind-body connection ever since I was younger I've had mental health issues when I was a teenager and um, then doing psychology at university um, for a bachelor's and a master's I've just been so fascinated with the mind and the body and how they connect um having issues within my nervous system as well um and having those connect the mind and body too um what was the question again there wasn't a question (laughs) just just keep going (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah the aesthetics isn't as important to me like for me it's all about um health and well-being I have never felt so great within my body yet I'm the heaviest that I've been in my life so when I was um when I was bodybuilding I was at my lightest and absolutely ripped people would come to me and be like wow you look awesome I want to be like that and at the time I would say that my mind was slightly warped with what I was looking like and I didn't actually think I looked that great now looking back it's like a different human Now, I feel so great within my skin. I move because for the love of it, like I'm I'm so excited to train now. It's not a chore for me. What I eat, I eat what serves my body. And I have found like a stable, happy weight. And I'm happier than ever. I feel so content within myself. And I really hope to be able to help others appreciate those things as well within themselves. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Good. <laughs> so that wasn't a question. <laughs> As no, I was talking, was... I was like, oh, I can't remember where this was going now, but I'll just keep talking. <laughs> Good. That's what we want. Because <laughs> there wasn't an explicit question because I didn't know how to phrase the question, but then you came in and answered the thing that I didn't know how to ask. So <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> you can already tell we're going to work well together. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it is that thing of... um when clients are particular like the clients that we work with in particular is a lot of people are initially coming to us of like right I have to go to the gym because I want to lose weight Mm -hmm. well you know yes in terms of like calories out you can get that in however the fuck many ways that you want to but going to the gym and a big like perspective shift that we have to run through as well is we go because it makes us feel better because Mm -hmm. if we don't go it's going to make us feel like shit, whether it's physically or mentally or whatever, but primarily mentally. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that I run through with clients as well in terms of like, we're not going to trade calories at the gym. We're not going to burn 500 so that we can add 500 of food for the day. It is something of let's protect the mental health and the mindset and all that stuff. And if you love moving, then how likely do you think you are to include that in your life and it be a part of everything that you do? Yeah. Absolutely. Like I come from a background of, so I, I came from a background of being overly disciplined uh, from too much control and too much restriction. Like I remember there was a time when I realized that I had eaten a whole tub of ice cream thinking it was like 400 calories, then finding out that it was 800 calories. And I was in such a bad state of mind. I don't actually, I don't want to say bad. I don't want to use that word, but just in another state of mind that I saw that and I burst into tears and it felt like the world was 
just caving in on me. And, and now I can see that my, just my way of thinking and feeling within myself was just in such a negative place at the time, I guess. Like a, my focus was, wasn't on, I guess, um, the right intentions, maybe right is the wrong word, but yeah, my intentions were different. Whereas now if I don't worry so much about not training on a specific day, if I don't feel so good, like if I feel like I need to rest, maybe I'll have a stretch or something or go for a walk. Um, but like, then I know that the next day I'll feel fit and ready and I'll have so much of a better workout. It's not a case of ticking all the boxes. I have to do this. I should do this. It's about enjoying the process and if you don't work out today that actually means that you're going to have a better workout tomorrow than having like two shit workouts which you're not going to get as much out of and mentally you're going to feel pretty crappy afterwards whereas instead you can do one really really great workout and feel amazing afterwards so my whole mindset has totally shifted from that and I also used to have a thing where I had to fit in four, five, six, seven sessions in a week. And I was like, I have to fit this amount of sessions in a week because if I don't, then I will have lost gains or I won't be progressing or whatever. Whereas now I've totally shifted that. And now I think to myself, right, so today I'm going to weight train and then tomorrow I'm going to go swimming and then I'll see how I feel about the next day. Maybe I'll have a rest day or whatever. But I do it in like cycles rather than like, okay, I have the week structure and I have to fit in this many sessions. I just go with the flow, yeah. <laughs> just how life is because life is ever changing. And that's how I want my life to be as well. Just flowing through the peaks and troughs of it. So yeah. yeah, for anyone listening who just feels like right now, like something else is a priority in their life and they're not able to train as hard or um, as much as they'd like to, like that's okay. Like it's just a phase, like it's gonna change life is ever changing and um don't worry about it because you'll find the time again it will come <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and it's so good to hear you say that as well because majority of like i'm always going to relate it back to clients um majority of people that are signing up as well they're coming from that complete like over disciplined over restriction or whatever it is it's just like almost military-esque of like this is what must be done and I cannot deviate from the paths. And so many people come from that and then get to get to this point of where, you know, majority of people sign up, not everybody's in this case, but majority of people end up signing up because they're like, I need to figure out how to get that balance. I want to learn exactly what you've done of maybe I'll do two days and then I'll just see how I feel. And, you know, I, I feel like every personal trainer in like the first like 12 months, 18 months of their career is like, how can I get as shredded as possible and stick to the calories within like three calories I'll allow. <laughs> and it's such a, I don't want to say rite of passage because it's really fucking not, but that's how I see a lot of people initially coming into the industry and everyone, personal trainers, like gen pop, like clients, whatever they initially hit this phase of like, oh my God, I can actually just move because I want to move and focus on what I want to focus on and not have to be so military about it. Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny because it's actually quite 
liberating when that happens, when that mindset shifts. I remember it happening with me. Um, it's been happening with me constantly. Things are shifting and I'm becoming more and more free in mind and body. And it's been awesome to just see how my training schedule, the way that I train, the way that I eat has just slowly evolved over time. Like I was still tracking a couple of years ago and I was like, I really want to get out of the mindset of traffic tracking. That was the stage that I was at. Like I knew I was at a stage where I could intuitively eat and I could judge portion sizes and stuff. <clears throat> it has a place for people, but for other people, it might not have a place and it might not be the best route to go down. So over time, I've been able to shift away from that mindset. And now that I'm eating foods that serve my body and I'm enjoying what I'm eating, I'm feeling great from it as well. And I'm fueling my body not over fueling it, not binging like I may have done in the past or under eating in the past. And um, funnily enough, my body has found this balanced weight, doesn't seem to go <laughs> up or down. And um, it just has sat in this like happy place. And it's like a miracle. I don't even need to track. It's just <laughs> like everything's just fallen into place because I've just like freed myself from all of these layers of control and restriction that I'm actually way less stressed and my body's way less stressed. Like I have through a very stressful period of my life, I gained three kilos because of that stress. And then as soon as I took that stress away, I lost the three kilos and I was like, whoa, that's <laughs> crazy. So imagine someone who has this kind of over discipline or control over these different aspects of your life which are going to be there forever like you need to kind of keep moving and keep eating healthily to sustain a long and healthy life like don't put all these restrictions on yourself because it could actually be causing more harm than good which people don't think about because i I just I guess people aren't aware of it within themselves or just from hearing it from other people as well which is why the mm. fitness genie is here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because it is one of those things of somehow in everyone, in every, not every, but a majority of people's aspects of life, it is a thing of more is better. And yet when it comes to weight loss and managing your mental health and just your health journey as a as a whole, there becomes a thing of like more is detrimental mm -hmm. and or could be detrimental I should say there are some genetic freaks out there that can just go forever and I wish I was one of them but I'm not um <laughs> I'm with you I just crashed and burned <laughs> <laughs> so the best way of looking at that is like how would you water a plant like how would you water a tree and if you had that mindset of more is better you're going to drown it a lot of it is going to be useless. A lot of it is going to cause harm. And a lot of it is going to be just utter bullshit that we don't really have to do and or worry about. Whereas if you can, I say this a lot when I'm on coaching calls, but maybe I should make a TikTok out of it as well, is if you can treat yourself like a house plant, you're going to be fine. Everything else typically works out. You've got sunshine. You've got adequate water and food. There's your nutrition. The only thing we have to do is maybe like uproot ourselves every now and then and go for a walk or get some movement in. But nutritionally, mindset-wise, if you can look at yourself as a houseplant, what does a houseplant need to thrive? Most likely, we need the same stuff. Sunshine, mm -hmm. water, and 
well, let's just say positive self-talk. <laughs> yes. And I would say also on top of that, a curious mindset. I feel like curiosity is one of my favorite words at the moment because I feel like whenever something challenging happens, when there's when you're feeling overly stressed or overwhelmed, just be curious about it. Just be just sit with it and knowing that it's not going to be like that forever just understand what's going on around you and within yourself and as soon as you're aware of the situation that's when you can start making changes um and curiosity can be for positive things and for negative things and I feel like as soon as you're curious about what's going on around you any issues that might be happening in your life whether that's training nutrition or just life related as soon as you're curious you actually become less stressed as well because it kind of takes you away from the situation. You can step back and just, I don't know, well, I guess be more transparent about everything towards your, like to yourself, be honest with yourself about it. Um, so yeah, I think that's a big thing as well. I don't know if I explained that well, but just be curious. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. Everything I do is out of, is, curiosity and I think I've said it to you I've said it to Lindsay like when talking to a client lead with curiosity because at the end of the day that's all it is like if we're trying to find something out whether it's about someone else or about ourselves or whatever it could possibly be if you've got curiosity and you ask the right questions um just questions in general they don't even have to be right it'll eventually lead you down the path of like oh shit okay that's why that's here mm -hmm. exactly I, I had a major breakthrough in 2018, uh, personally, mentally, business-wise. All of it came off the fact of me, as you said, like when you get curious, you let stress go. And all of that came off the back of, you know what? I can't be fucked holding all this anymore. Like all this like mental load. I just can't be bothered. And whenever someone would come to me with like, hey, I have this problem. Instead of me just going like, you have to do this because this is my bias. And then as soon as they were like, I have this problem. And I was like, why do you think the problem's there? Oh, well, you know, I didn't really sleep that well. Do, do you think we can improve sleep? <laughs> yeah, I think we could. How? <laughs> and just doing all of that and then doing it for myself. That's why it is very like client led now because I'm like, people know the answers. <laughs> we just need to be curious. <laughs> yes, exactly. But people just, I guess, have stopped being curious about ourselves. I think also because there's so much going on around us. There's so much in our lives, so many responsibilities, whether it's work or family oriented, that we forget to think about ourselves as well. So we might be curious about others and curious about what's going on around us, but having that curiosity for yourself and taking the time out to understand yourself is I don't know it, it's almost a burden for people they just don't want to go there um but it's so important to and that's when you when the cogs start ticking and the light bulb starts switching on <laughs> yeah yeah I look at it as um and this is going to be such a weird analogy but I look at like that explorative curiosity as that scene in Harry Potter where he like stabs I was about to say spoiler alerts but you fucking seen <laughs> Harry Potter every if you haven't you oh my god anyway go watch it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of them back to back right now take a day off work <laughs> your coach has spoken 
Um, <laughs> so that scene where he's stabbing uh, like Horcruxes. Anytime he stabs a Horcrux, he knows that he has to do it. But anytime he stabs it, all this like black ichor and shit comes out and something demolishes that area. So it's going to be scary and it's going to be like, holy shit, what the hell is this? But then as soon as that Horcrux is gone, then it's like, oh, we're in a way better position than we were before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes suffering leads to growth or every time, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, Coolio, I've lost my questions. Well, here we go. So... See, I told you there'd be heaps of tangents. That's ah, all right. We can just make time. some stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> Potatoes, right? How awesome are they? <laughs> um, radio. So the question of like, obviously, you're you're with the fitness genie. We trust your process and coaching ability, and we wouldn't have hired you if it wouldn't have been some sort of viable fit or mesh or anything like that. But on top of that, there are particular niches and clients that usually have that usually gravitate towards like different coaches for whatever various reasons. Who is your ideal client? Or I suppose the better question is if someone was looking to hire you, who do you really, 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 really want to work with as a. Oh, so many people. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. Um... The type of person who's trying to do this or. Yeah. Yeah um just someone who feels a bit stuck in a rut um whether it's with training or nutrition I'm I'm like a big movement nerd so anyone who struggles with um movements and feeling confident in the gym like I feel like I would thrive with helping people on that um and making people feel comfortable with what they're doing um also in terms of nutrition I mean you've heard some of my story there is more to it there's more to my training story as well people who feel like they are uh feeling overly restrictive on them or putting too much pressure on themselves who want to you know feed that free their body and mind like I said I'm all about curiosity becoming more aware of yourself um becoming more explorative finding more of a balance people who feel like they are the opposite to that let me help you <laughs> awesome <laughs> Love that. that's like a roundabout way of answering that question I don't know if I answered it correctly but you know you get the gist. Said, there's nothing that we can do that is wrong or correct we, we operate in Perfect. that great area of just fun <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah plus the more you say the more opportunity you have for someone to be like that's me <laughs> yeah like I could go I could go on and on about weird and wonderful stories that are, have happened in my training and nutrition life like I don't know I guess I could make some podcasts on it or whatever but um like I I've I've never really struggled with not being confident in the gym, but I've I've had really bad social anxiety before and doing things that I'm not very good at. I would always stick to the things that I'm good at. I'm good at movement, but there's some things that I'm useless at when it comes to training. Anyway, I starting something afresh with training, for instance, I do a lot of sandbag training now. If that's of interest to anyone, please hit me up because I freaking love sandbag training. Um, but yeah, like I um 
I understand trying to do something that's outside of your comfort zone can be really, really scary and intimidating. And, but if you don't get yourself out of that comfort zone, you're never really gonna grow. Um, so when it comes to movement, the movement side of that, if you want to really push yourself outside of that comfort zone, I have done that before with my own training and I would be happy to help others do that too. Um, and just have fun with it. Like I throw sandbags around outside in front of my neighbors on the driveway. <laughs> and that's some of my training. I used to be shit scared of doing that. Like during lockdown, I started doing sandbag training. Um, my coach at the time was like, get a sandbag. We can do loads of stuff because I didn't have any dumbbells or barbells. It was so expensive. I was like, what am I going to do without a gym? Anyway, got myself a sandbag and I threw that around, squatted with it, carried it and stuff, um, did some like strongman style st training. And I did it in front of my neighbors and I was so scared of like them judging me for it. And then in the end, when I did it, they friggin' loved it. They were chatting to me about it, always talking to me about like, oh, how, how heavy is that sandbag? Like you can carry my <laughs> stuff in, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, just like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is something that I think is so, so important. So if anyone's struggling with that, I feel like I can really help them with that too. Awesome. Love that. I knew that movement was your specialty. Love is it. There, um... <laughs> so if anybody out there is wanting any sort of movement, for the love of God, uh, messages get involved with Laura it's going to be awesome yeah I mean it's not just the sandbag stuff I've started recently started doing like old strength style training as well so movements that um were done in like the early 1900s when people were getting into weight lifting and weight training and the movements they were doing then were very different to the movements that are actually standard in the gym now and so I'm you know chucking barbells and dumbbells around weirdly and I go to the gym and do that and people stare at me and I can imagine like five years ago I might have been like oh my god I can't do that in front of anyone like no one can watch me do that whereas I'm like I just don't care like watch if you want if I fuck up then I fuck up whatever yeah <laughs> so yeah I do weird and wonderful things and if you want to do weird and wonderful things as well when it comes to movement just hit me up <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah I know what you mean with the um people judging you in the gym and like letting go of that because now I'm hopping and skipping around and like doing all these like twists and stuff and that's my warm-up and I feel fucking amazing for doing it but when I first started it I was like right I need to find a dark corner somewhere and I did my first hop and I fucked it <laughs> <laughs> bounced on both legs landed on one and I was like how the shit did that happen <laughs> mm -hmm. see I'm I'm just like I'm the person who does embarrassing stuff like that as well. Like, I, you know, I'm the, someone who will fart in public and it'll be really embarrassing, but funny at the same time, or just like <laughs> bogeys will be hanging out of my mouth and you've just got to rock it because you're just a human and so is everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're often the ones that do all the embarrassing stuff so that we can optimize it and give it to our clients and be like, yeah, hey, exactly. <laughs> it's a great program. I promise we'll teach you to be comfortable with farting outside, but in, in public. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> <laughs> now that's not what I do, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but it can be if that's what the client wants their program to be. So if you do want to learn to fart outside, let us 
<laughs> with coach, if, that's, if that's part of your goals in the consultation then 100 <laughs> percent, i'm in <laughs> <laughs> i will gladly take your money to teach you to do that <laughs> <laughs> wow that digressed didn't it <laughs> it did yeah <laughs> so welcome to the team <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me <laughs> So with that, it's going to be a super seamless segue, as you can tell, into apart from farting in public and being confident with it, is what are you hoping to achieve with the fitness genie? Because there was obviously some sort of somethingness mentally or mindset or something behind the decision to be like, I want to work with this weird guy. Mm. Yeah, well, I just love your approach to it all. The fact that you're digging deep into the mindset stuff is just awesome to me. And I haven't really seen that before. Like I do it myself with my clients. I don't do it as like strict programs or anything. Like you have the actual packages. I just do it kind of ad hoc planting seeds as I go in my training sessions with people. But for you, like, I love the fact that you've structured it and it's, it seems to be extremely effective and I want to learn from you. I want to be able to be a part of this community to be able to help others um, on this mindset journey. Because if you're just focusing on the weight loss, if you're just focusing on looking good, like it's not going to last. Like, okay, it might last for some people, but the majority, it's not going to last. If you don't get to the actual root cause of the issue, it's not going to be a lifetime thing. You're just going to have, it's like when I, when you get on stage in bodybuilding, you look great for one day and then you want to eat everything in the world. And then, you know, your physique's gone. It doesn't last. Um, there's so much more to humans than just the way that you look and the fitness genie promotes that. And I friggin' love it. And I want to be a part of that sort of a community, um, to help others grow and evolve. Um, not just aesthetically. Nice. That was a good answer. That was, that was like it was almost rehearsed. <laughs> it really wasn't. Usually words don't come out of my mouth that smoothly. <laughs> I know. Because if it was rehearsed, there'd be I can tell there'd be a lot of pauses and ums and stuff. So yeah, <laughs> that's why I didn't give you the questions. <laughs> but yeah, that's so good. Uh, well done, me. Pat on the back. <laughs> Go us. <laughs> awesome. Um, one thing that I am curious about is you've got a master's in psychology. I do. Awesome. I do. Obviously, I can tell right away how that is going to impact your coaching style for the type of clients that we take on. But mm -hmm. I would love to get your take on it, on how do you feel the master's of psychology is going to help? Because obviously I'm on paper, I am severely underqualified. I have a Cert4 in Fitness uh, online course for nutrition so that I can give out better calories and macros and technically a meal plan, but I never fucking give them out anyway. Um, and a bunch of little short courses here and there. Compared to you, on paper, you are the, you're up here. And I would love to hear your take on how your experience with that psychology and obviously you've got your own personal experiences, but just that university type of setting, how mm -hmm. that's going to relate to coaching a client as well through, you know, the mindset stuff that we dive deep on. I'm going to give you such a disappointing answer. 
<laughs> Sorry to break your heart, people, but the degree was amazing. I did it for a specific reason. I'm fascinated with the mind and how people behave and function. My uh, first degree was in just general psychology. So I touched on lots of different things. And then my master's was actually in psychology of advertising. So the reason I actually did that was because I was fascinated with how people can be so easily manipulated. Like it was, I found it so interesting how market marketing and advertising of these big corporations could just get people to buy different things for just the sake of it. I just found it really interesting. And so I did that degree and I came out of it and ended up <laughs> falling into a job, pretty much doing exactly what I stood for not wanting to do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just because that's the way that I went. But um, now if I'm, if I'm honest, my personal experiences, which led me to doing that degree, which then led me on to where I am now are what, makes makes uh made me have all this knowledge to help people the degree helped me in the sense that i could back up certain things with theories and research articles and um see the evidence behind all of these different things so it is just a thing on paper and i was able to for three was it four years, I was able to immerse myself in all things mind related, which was fascinating. But I wouldn't say it was the major, um, like, major um, kind of resource, resource for me to be able to help people now. It's more because of my personal experiences. It's all just being able to relate to humans on their level and being empathetic and yeah understanding people people's experiences and backgrounds from all walks of life I think that is way more effective than the degrees have been so that was somewhat nice. disappointing <laughs> no that's fine that for me selfishly for me I've always been like I need to get like on paper qualified but then at the same time, I'm like, but I've had people that have done like bachelors of um, sports science and like all these other things that are coming to me for advice. And I'm like, but you studied this. And they go, yeah, but it's university. Like we need we need real world shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I would say that um, some of the things were super useful in terms of how we behave i understand what's going in going on inside of the body like within your cells and like hormones and stuff because you know i did modules in neuroscience and things like that that stuff is like all like really fascinating also i did modules in social psychology and stuff which um you learn how different groups of people interact differently depending on like you know the different relationships as a child with their parents and things like that and that stuff is awesome but I have the theories that I learned in the degree but then I just relate it to real life yeah stuff so just what's happened to me in my childhood and then I just see it and I'm like ah, oh, I get it and that's the same with other people as well so yeah I mean I wouldn't I would still do the same thing that doing mm. those degrees I thought they were super super useful but yeah I mean 
just having the own personal experience is just as effective in order yeah. to be able to help people. Yeah. Yep. And that's why, cause I'm doing a, um, I'm doing a mentorship thing at the moment. And it was like, where are your resources for like what you learned? And I was like, fuck, I don't have any. <laughs> it was like, I can't pull from university. I did like all the short courses I've got. I'm like, I don't know fuckload of therapy <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> what are my resources <laughs> you know I was actually thinking of going back to uni because I really wanted to do a degree in neuroscience and do a master's in it and I'm still thinking about it but then I thought to myself mm, it's just a bit of paper at the end of it though right and I'd have to do all these different assignments and everything and read different research articles which is fine and um you know do these exams but I was like oh why don't I just get the textbooks or the resources that they use for the degree and just learn by myself I feel mm. like that would be cheaper and potentially more relatable to what I really need it for rather than knowing the names of specific researchers who did this specific study yep. um so yeah just yeah no that's I exactly what I because <laughs> I know not for university but I mean like for particular things I'm like I'm just gonna look it up myself and like learn all the relevant stuff about a particular topic because I wanted to go to university to do um, the bachelors of sports science that everyone was doing I wanted to be a physiotherapist when I uh, started in the industry because I was like man I'm broken as shit and I just wanted to like I found it so fascinating with how people like rehabilitated and went through like all these things and I was like fuck I want to do that and then university six months there I was meant to do a year but six months I was like I can't study my mental health does not allow me to study so that's bad um but there's always been this thing of like man I want to go to university to study physiotherapy psychology like all these things to just say like I am the world's smartest man um but then as I learned um or I heard somewhere was I honestly can't even remember where it was I think it was a podcast somewhere and it was like the university or the things that you get from university that's all training and you can get the training and you can be the most trained individual as well in the world but if you don't actually have game day experience well then what's all the training for and I was like yeah. oh shit I was like yeah I want to get it so that I can have something that says I am this yeah, and you've got to remember, right, these degrees are all based on research done in labs. So I, I have worked as a research assistant. There is a lot of bad science out there. There's like, and this is what degrees are potentially based on. I don't want to knock degrees by any means, but I'm just saying that like anecdotal experiences can be pretty effective just because they, you know, this specific reaction that you've had in real life hasn't been backed up by a specific study does not mean it shouldn't take away the reality of it it's just as important just because it hasn't been backed up by some evidence yeah um and to be honest I'm just looking at my bookcase the amount of books I've read in the last couple of years outside of my degree that were not mentioned in my degree whatsoever on the nervous system trauma being held in the body um you know, emotional mapping in the body, things like that, that really fascinate me. I did not learn in my degree. I learned from my own curiosity. So yeah, there you go. Perfect. Awesome. I love it. I'm out of questions. I was going to say, like, I loved it how we, like, you just dropped in there. You were just like, yeah, did some neuroscience, uh, did some <laughs> social psychology. But, but 
That is awesome. It's good to hear everything as to like also the for me personally, it's good to hear the like behind the scenes thought process, curiosity for yourself of what goes into like even just programming someone's movement. But then mm-hmm. I'm also in the back of my head, like, okay, this is gonna work extremely well for also like our most popular programs, which are the mindset programs. And yeah. just hearing you talk about how that is such a big component and relates to all of these things and like putting that as like the primary focus while that stuff happens in the background so to speak it's I'm I was gonna say quietly excited but I'm not I'm actually like I'm very loudly excited everywhere (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited too let's bring it on (laughs) so it's gonna be awesome um is there because this is gonna wrap us up but is there anything in particular that you want to get off your chest or say or for anything in the world that you want to put out there <laughs> on oh, the spot. <laughs> oh, now I'm gonna just stumble up all over my words um <laughs> look, look if you want to work with me I'd friggin love it I'd love to just connect with other humans and be able to help you grow um and become a better version of yourself um yeah I mean I don't know what else to say I just I love being curious aware explorative in all aspects of my life I personally feel that your training the way that you move the way that you eat the challenges that you put on yourself within those domains can help you in other aspects of your life as well and I can help you and guide you to be able to see those links and be able to progress you to be able to achieve things, not just in how you move, how much weight you lift or how well you eat, but also in your job, your relationships and all these things, like everything is interlinked. Mind, body, souls, you know, spiritual stuff. (laughs) We're all connected (laughs) and that's what I just love to do, connect the dots for you (laughs) yeah love that that is awesome i'm beyond excited to have you as a part of the team i can't wait to see all the amazing shit that is just going to come out from uh client feedback and results and everything from there from the content that's going to be created and all that stuff i'm just excited to see what happens so me too it's gonna be great (laughs) (laughs) um if anybody does want to work with uh laura look us up on our website, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or just visit our Instagram, message us, do whatever. You'll see all of our content there. Um, Otherwise, have an amazing week. That's going to end our call. So you go and enjoy the rest of your Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. I'm going to get this up. And uh, yeah, thank you for taking the time out of your day to introduce yourself to the community. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All righty. Have an awesome week. And yeah, we'll speak to you all soon. Bye. See ya.